The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, after almost a year, Mr. James Gunn has broken his silence over his firing and subsequent rehiring by Disney. Oh, do tell. Sure. (laughs) Sure. James Gunn, about a year ago, came out that he put out a bunch of tweets 10 years ago or however many years ago about, like, child rape and what's that called? Pedophilic-type jokes and stuff. And it came out, and Disney, obviously— Got wind of it and fired him from Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which he had already turned in the script for, uh, but was set to direct. It was actually supposed to probably been in production by this point, uh, um, but obviously that was all put aside after he was fired. So he was fired by Disney. There was, you know, all the Guardians of the Galaxy cast came to his defense and petitioned Disney. Dave Bautista said he wouldn't do a Guardians 3 without him. Yeah, there's a lot of hello blue about uh, about the firing. You know, people were on both sides of it. They agreed with Disney. Some people didn't agree with Disney. And he, to his credit, was kind of, you know, he sent out like a blanket apology for his actions and then went off of Twitter, I believe, and stayed quiet for about six months. Uh, in between, in that six months, well, he was rehired again by Disney six months later, roughly. Uh, and in between that six months, he was hired by Warner Brothers, who holds the DC license, to write and direct the next Suicide Squad, which he was in the middle of doing when Disney rehired him. That's what happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So he finally spoke to Variety about his firing, and uh, he was very, um, what's the word? When you feel bad for doing something. Remorseful. Yeah, he, he was remorseful, and he said he regrets some of the things he said because, you know, he didn't think of the other side of it, which I guess would assume people that were victims of pedophilia and stuff like that or whatever. And he understood Dizzy's decision, and that's why he didn't really put up a big fuss about it. He stated that he was, he was about to sit down and talk about the Susan Scott with DC, and one of the uppity-ups at Disney called and asked him to come in uh, and talk to him. Well, he said, let's have a conversation about what happened. It wasn't, uh, let's figure out how you should come back. It was more about, hey, let's talk about what happened. And uh, James Gunn related to, like, like divorcing your wife and then coming back and trying to, you know, have, be cordial and have, a, you know, still be in each other's lives, but you're not married long. He, that's how he described, like, the conversations yeah. he's had with the people. Right. Uh, you know, let, let's try to get along because we are, we were at one point important to each other. He said he was asked back, and he he, he asked. Uh, he said he was very grateful for that, and he called Kevin Feige, which you would think Feige would have been on, in the room on all this, but apparently not. This wasn't even above Feige, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, so he said it was a great meeting, and he didn't blame anything for anything that happened. He didn't blame people that dug up the tweets or anything like that. Um, and he said he felt bad for a while because he did think his his life was over, not his life, but his uh, career was over. Right. For a little bit there. Yeah, so, you know, it's he said he was saying a lot of, you know, he, he appreciated all the support he got from everybody. I feel like he said all the right things. I think Disney needed to see, this is my opinion, uh, I think Disney wanted to see what kind of reaction it would have gotten from the public 
about the tweets and he um because again i've said a lot i'm like disney i personally don't think disney had a choice because they're very family oriented and you know you can't you know you just can't say or do the things he said you know what i mean and work for disney but i think after whatever amount of time when nothing really blew back onto disney yeah they thought they thought about it you know what was the time difference from the firing to the rehiring just a couple months wasn't it I think it was about six months. Six months. Uh, yeah. You know, when I heard that Disney rehired James Gunn, in my head, I'm thinking when they said, hey, you know, James, we're going to fire you. But listen, just lay low for a couple months. We just need to do this. And we're going to hire you in a couple more months. <laughs> you know, because even when he was fired, he was very, what's the word, cordial about it. But, you know, mm-hmm. there was no uh, negative thing. He was just very grateful. But, you know, it's, hey, whatever. Whatever. Uh, do you do, do you think that's he did still say the things that he says what he said and rehiring him I mean he's he still said those things uh, do you do you feel okay with the rehiring it's uh, this is my my thoughts on the whole thing I understand he felt like he was joking when he said those things my sense of humor doesn't lean toward those kind of jokes right really I mean if something's funny and I laugh, I'll laugh. Um, but you know, I mean, you've known me a long time. I don't tend to joke like that or anything right, like that. But right. but I but I'm not going to say I haven't read things that like gross, disgusting things that haven't made me laugh either. So right, I can understand, but I don't put that out there. I wouldn't put uh, those kind of jokes or whatever out there. He says he was joking about it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You don't want to think the guy is this kind of guy. But the fact of the matter is this: it's all about business. And when Disney figured out it didn't hurt his, hurt their business to bring mm. him back, and he and he's a guy that makes the money, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I'm not judging the guy. I don't know him. He could be totally joking. This could be a dark side of his life that he might. I, I, look, I don't know. I don't want to throw it. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but no, I know what you're saying. But I'm, and I'm trying to be fair about it because I don't. I'm torn because I do love his movie. I, I love the Guardians movies, but I was okay if he wasn't going to be on board for the next one. But that's the thing is, I, just because I, just because you love his movies, doesn't mean he's a great guy. And and there are a lot of people rushing to defend him because they love those movies. Yeah, and that yeah. that usually doesn't make sense to me. Like you have to be able to separate the art from the artist sometimes. Yeah, and I think know? that's I I I I agree with you one hundred percent on that too. And to tell you the truth, you know, uh, I I love Garden of the Galaxy one, two. I was okay with it. I mean, I, I mean, to me, it felt like he was just trying to do the same one all over again. And if they went in a different direction with number three, I think I'd be okay with it too. But yeah, I agree with you. You do have to separate the artist from the art. And and uh, but hey, you 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 are absolutely right. It's all about money. <laughs> right. If they realize they were going to lose any money, hire the guy right back again. Look, you're talking about an industry that celebrates Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, a bunch of these other guys. That have done awful things. Sure. Hey, Robert and Downey. <laughs> He's one of them. <laughs> well, I think his was more self-inflicted. Like, wasn't he? Like, I don't think he, like, did anything about other people. He just got ridiculously drunk and high and well, broke yeah, into someone's house and fell asleep on their couch. True. But, <laughs> but, like, is that the picture of, like, this is the model role model you want it to be, like, your lead person in this whole Marvel thing? You right. Know? And, but, hey, but, you know, people forgave him. You know, yeah, well, everybody you know. loves an underdog story, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think when you talk about the and the thing like the Harvey Weinstein thing, I just we've been talking about what well, we haven't been talking about, but people have been talking about for the past like two or three years. You know that that kind of spurred on the Me Too movement, 
everybody knew he was like that for years. Right. You know what I mean? It was like a, it was like a, an unkept Hollywood secret, but nobody ever did anything about it until people started really like, this is wrong. Same thing with Bill Cosby. People knew for years he was doing that kind of stuff. Sure. So it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, don't look to Hollywood for your moral, you know, to, to <laughs> decide whether or not you had to be a good person. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So whether or not, if I, uh, if I felt strongly against James Gunn, I wouldn't go see the movie. I don't right. go to Winnie Allen movies. I, I I don't go to Winnie Allen movies. I just don't. There you go. So, I, you know, I, I don't. I, him coming back doesn't make me go ooh, and him get fired didn't make me go oh yay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. is what it is. It is what it is. And yeah. it's, it'll probably be a good movie, especially. Look, you said tar- part two was like part one. Part three will probably be like part one too. So, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, Thor's on the team now and. I, I'm assuming they'll be looking for Gamora and they might introduce Adam Warlock, so we'll see. Yeah. And I'm excited to see his... I'm not excited, but I I, I will bet good money that suicide, his Suicide Squad will be a thousand times better than the first Suicide Squad. Because <laughs> the guy, he knows how to make movies. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's Mr. G. Welcome yeah. back, James Gunn. Ah, uh, okay. Bask in all <laughs> that Disney money. Yeah, that's, that's the truth, too. <laughs> Man's got quiche. Yep. Quiche coming at the wazoo. All right. Alan, our next story. Do you remember last year, probably around this time, it seemed like every week there was a new weird uh, Stan Lee story we were talking about? Yeah, I don't think we went a whole month without the Stan Lee saga going on every week. Right. We had him. What happened? We had him making a video saying there's only one person you can trust. That's his business manager. Everybody Mm -hmm. else has been trying to steal from him. We have him uh, tweeting weird things out on Twitter. Right. Uh, like, if I was president of the United States, weird stuff like that. And and then we had the incident where there were men with guns at his gate. Or, do you remember that story? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a whole saga going on. And then apparently, toward right, you know, I guess right before he died, his, his daughter kind of came back into his life and things settled down. And uh, I think he died, uh, you know, surrounded by people that love him and then weren't taking, trying to take advantage of him. So what, what came out this week is that a man who claimed to be his manager and caretaker has been charged with abusing the late Marvel Comics legend. Kaya Morgan was charged Friday with multiple counts of elder abuse, including alleged false imprisonment. Uh, a spokesperson from the L.A. Superior Court. Uh, I'm reading this from CNN.com. $300,000 arrest warrant was issued for Morgan's arrest. What a bad. He, he says he was a memorabilia collector before he became Stanley's quote unquote agent. <laughs> How he came close to Yeah, he came he came close to Stanley after the death of his wife, you know, who died in late twenty seventeen. Before Stan died, he, he was granted a temporary restore, restraining order against Morgan that banned him from abusing harassment contacting and requiring him to stay at least hundred yards away. This is Morgan's statement. I've taken great care of Stanley for the past many years. I've never had a problem directly with Stan. I have a fantastic relationship with him for the past many years, as he has stated countless times on the record. I would literally saved his life once. I will 100% prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the allegations, allegations against him are false. Yeah, but like all that weird stuff was happening when he was supposedly, this guy was supposedly quote unquote taking care of him. Right. And so it doesn't look good for him. It looks like he, like he was the one tweeting out Stan Lee stuff, and he was the one kind of making Stan make these videos saying that his business manager is the only one that, you know, his, his, you know, he made accusations that his daughter was trying to steal his money and stuff like that. Right. So we don't know toward the end how 
what state of mind Stanley was in anyway. So he might have been easy to manipulate, might have been, you know. Well, did you hear about that story about the, the, the two gunmen in this house, how that, why that all came about? Did you read about well, that? that? Well, that turned out to be the well, manager called the police saying there were two men out of this house. But they, they were like, they were there. They were part of like the department of whatever. Yeah, the, the adult pr- uh, protective services were in the house right. and they wouldn't allow him in. So he called the cops saying, hey, <laughs> these guys with guns in Stanley's house. Yeah, and, and they were like, they were like officers of the law, right? That had guns. Yeah. So he called the cops on the cops, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, this guy's crazy, huh? He crazy. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's finally being charged. It's funny, though, because when we were reading these stories, I remember we kept saying to each other, like, there's, there's got to be something else going on here. Because Stanley got weird all of a sudden. He just got really, really weird all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, we, you know, we're, we're thinking, oh, is this, like, dementia? Because, you know, his wife just passed away and stuff. And it was it was getting confusing. But, the, you know, with this information that came out, it all makes sense. Yeah, so this guy was trying to manipulate him. And but what a bummer, get- though. You know, Stanley, it was an old guy and... Well, you know what it happens, right? This is why you yeah. have adult protective services out there. But it's you know you get a legend like Stan Lee, and you think about like his last what months of life, and these are the things he has to deal with. It's it's nuts. It's uh, it's a shame. The guy's thirty seven years old too. Wow. Yeah. What a punk. Kia. Yeah, he even looks swarm, swarmy. On the word of <laughs> it's, I gotta send you a picture of this guy. <laughs> yeah, so I hope he's warm. Because it definitely, he definitely sounds guilty. He just looks guilty. Just from all the weird stuff that was going on. <laughs> yeah. And um, so hopefully they throw the, the book at him. Right. Not a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so apparently he was like, here's a picture of him at the wow, Avengers. Wow, he does look swarmy. War premiere. <laughs> right? Yeah. Man, he got to go to Infinity War premiere. Dang it. Oh, my God. Right. Anyway, so yeah, hopefully he'll be, you know, if they, he if he is guilty, which he, and it's awful to say, but he looks guilty. <laughs> um, <laughs> they get him, get him. Yeah, yeah, but I just remember, I remember, I was following Stanley, and his tweets all of a sudden got weird. <laughs> I was like, what is this poor man talking about? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. All right, Alan, know what time it is? It's time to hit it. Boom. Yeah. It's time for me. Hit me quick with news. <laughs> Alan, I got some weekend box office numbers for you. Like to hear your groups. All right. All right. Not so surprisingly, a little bit surprisingly, I thought Detective Pikachu would score a little better, but Avengers Endgame took its third week in a row at number one, only making $63.3 million over the weekend uh, <laughs> domestic. So it made $63.3 million domestically this past weekend. It brings its domestic total up to $728 million. Its foreign total to $1.8 Billion, is that right? Oh yeah, that is right. Well, what was it? Two point what? Uh, seven? No, one point eight foreign. Okay. Billion for a total worldwide of two point five billion. Wow. Was two hundred mil away from breaking Avatar and half a million? No, sorry, half a billion away from that third billion, which we discussed last week. <laughs> is oh, it's the hardest one. <laughs> It's tough. <laughs> so yeah, half a billion, five hundred million away from three. Do you still think we still think it's going to make it? Yeah. How can it not? I mean, okay. I'm just talking about like how many days it took Avatar to get there. I mean, it was like seventy something days. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see it happening. There's there's still buzz around. There's still people 
I mean, that I know that's still waiting to see the movie. You know, not because right. they can't get in the theaters. It's just time. It's a three-hour movie, you know? And so I, yeah. I still know a few people that are still waiting to see that movie. So it, it, it'll hit it. It's definitely not dying I, out. I will say over the weekend, I saw Detective Pikachu. And as I was leaving, I accidentally fell into the theater that was showing Avengers Endgame <laughs> and, caught the last, and caught the last hour. And you just tripped fantastic. and fell? Oh, my God. It was just an accident. I, was, I thought I was <laughs> going through an exit and I wound up in the theater. And, and I just thought I made so much noise going in. I thought it would be rude to get, leave and make all that noise <laughs> Oh, what a guy. So I was able to catch the last hour of Endgame again, which oh, to me is the best hour. That's anyway. the best hour, yeah. And, and I, I literally still get the chills when he says Avengers Assemble. Avengers! Oh, so good. It's so awesome, man. So good. Yeah, so, yeah, it may, and, and again, this is weekend. I'm not talking about what it's making so, uh, Monday night through Thursday night either. This is, the weekend was only 63, was 63.3. But how was so that theater? Was it was it a full theater that you? That you there were a lot of people there. And ah, I, had a, I had a feeling, I had a feeling it was mostly peak viewings because the moments where, if you saw it for the first time, you're like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. Nobody did that. Oh, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, hmm, I was really because like when he said Avengers Assemble, my brain was like, oh man, I can't. This place is gonna go crazy when he says it, and nobody said a word. Like, uh, like, well, they must have known because there's no way you don't yeah. go crazy. <laughs> That's right. Cool. Yeah, so. my daughter saw it already too. She's seen it more than I have. Oh really? She's seen it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's yeah. like. So that was number one for the weekend. Number two, like I mentioned before, Detective Pikachu made fifty four point three million. That's uh, a lot of money. Yeah, domestically. For a, a I made mean, fifty four point three domestically, one hundred and twelve world for a total of one hundred seventy million in its first week in release. So it's not bad. I saw it. I, it was you know what I saw it. It was boring the first twenty minutes or so when Ryan Reynolds Pikachu comes out. Yeah. It, it it becomes a fun movie and and it's it's literally because of Ryan Reynolds. Really? Yeah. And and the story's it's a little weak and I don't. I think if you're a Pokemon fan, there's a lot of Easter eggs and stuff in there for you. But I didn't know, like, like there were there were kids and like younger adults like that grew up with Pokemon yeah. around me, and be like, oh my god, that's so and so, and like, oh, I'm like, what? And they're saying it was weird, like a Squirtle, like what the hell is a Squirtle? And so they're saying, I'm like, oh, that's, and they're like, oh, there's so and so. So they were enjoying it, but I enjoyed it for the humor, which is Ryan Reynolds. Uh, there's a, there's a twist at the end of it, which I kind of saw coming, but some people were shocked by it in my theater. So I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. So, and I think if they made another one, and I had a a, a list, I'd see the, I'd see part two. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Uh, yeah. So enough. that uh, the the sad thing is, if it wasn't going up against Avengers Endgame Week Three, it probably would have won the weekend. That's right. Yeah. And then finally, in third uh, was Hustle, which is the Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson movie a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and that made thirteen million. Wow, it's a big weekend. Yeah, and the week, this weekend we have John Wick 3 coming out. Ah. Which is doing gangbusters on reviews. Yeah, I think John Wick's going to take down Thanos. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I saw Thanos kick his dog. It's all over, I'm dude. Going. <laughs> I'm going I'm going on <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. Is that all that's coming out this weekend? Let me say. Uh, it's only, it's the only thing worth watching this weekend. Come on now. Uh, that's what it looks like, yeah. yeah. And then next week is Aladdin. So wow, I'll tell you what though, if Avengers can beat John McGann and Lyman, Wow, that that'd be impressive. That would be very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, John Wick may have a, a big weekend, but it, it's that movie, I mean, I know you've seen those movies too. It's a, it's it's not a movie for everybody. Right. It's, well, it's going to be rated R, so that's going to limit. 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah. even yet, I, I know people that either love it or they actually hate John Wick because of the sheer violence and all the firearms that's being used and stuff. So. Well, you look, you don't go to John Wick for a deep philosophical look at life or movies or anything like that. You no? go there to see people get shot in oh. various you – go, you, you go to see people get shot in various – I movies. go for the philosophical part of it. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> you should make a YouTube video of it. The philosophy of John Wick. <laughs> I kill, therefore I am. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. And be kind to animals. That's the overarching <laughs> message. Be kind to animals. That's right. All right. Hey, Jonathan. Yeah. Disney Plus is coming soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> November 12th. <laughs> that's right. And they did a poll. They did a little survey as to how that's going to f- affect Netflix. Because with uh, Disney Plus, they're pulling all their Marvel movies and all their Disney uh, properties as well. And... Uh, yeah, Netflix. They they say here Netflix is going to lose twenty two percent of their current subscriptions. Which I is, might hop off. Yeah, I, I think I am too. I just found out today that uh, they're pulling the Office off. Really? Is, yeah, yeah. Because of uh, I guess NBC's streaming service. I guess. Oh yeah. 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 NBC Universal. Yeah. Show. So you think about like all those NBC shows, right? That they're they're pretty good on there. Um, mm-hmm. This is nuts, this whole streaming service. They're going to kill Netflix. It's amazing. Yeah. And then when you think what's left in Netflix, you know, there was a point where Netflix had all these, uh, what, Netflix exclusive stuff and they were good. Now it seems like like every other show on there is a Netflix production and it's kind of hit and miss. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing was when they were, they didn't have a lot out. It, it usually was quality stuff. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I signed up for a free month of Hulu, and I haven't watched Netflix since I signed up for Hulu. Really? Uh, yeah, and I've been watching. And I told you, I say it all the time. I watch DC Universe once a week when the new episode comes out of Doom Patrol. Wow. So I'm definitely dropping DC after my year is up. And just um, stay with Hulu. No, I'm probably gonna drop Hulu too after my free month is up. And then I'm going to because I'm, I'm really binging all the good shows. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I tore through The Handmaid's Tale. That's a great show. I heard that's great. Yeah, that's a great show. And yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to be I tore through that. So I'm probably going to drop that after my month is up. And then, yeah, Netflix is not doing anything for me. A lot of their new stuff is just I mean, I don't think it's aimed at me. I think they're all aiming for the 18 to 24. Right. And I don't like it. You know, I don't like any of that stuff. I mean, Black. Oh, well, we're gonna talk about it later. But they, they, they have shows on there I like, like um, Mind Hunters and Black Mirror and Stranger Things is coming in July. So I'll stick with it through at least July. But I might drop Netflix when Disney comes out. I just feel like I'll be watching Disney all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a, the Disney stuff. The content on there. I don't. I don't think there's room or, or time to to open up the Netflix app after the Disney Plus starts. Yeah. I can't believe 22 percent. That's almost a quarter of their. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I mean, and every, and the thing is, is every, everybody's pulling their stuff off of Netflix because the CW is pulling their. They have all the DC superhero shows. Yeah. I heard they're pulling all their licenses off there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? So Netflix is going to have no content. Yeah. Netflix is going to become HBO. They're going to show movies and, and original content. Oh, wow. They'll probably pull all the Indiana Jones stuff, too, huh? Those are Disney. Yeah, Lucasfilm is part of Disney. Well, so oh, you yeah. should write. You should tweet Disney Plus and say, "Hey, you guys get indie." <laughs> oh, I'm sure it. it's it's part of the package, right? It's weird right, though. Well, it, on Netflix, they have the three. Oh, sorry, the four indie movies. But on Amazon Prime, they have the young indie series. Yes, yeah, I, well, I wish they had that on Netflix because I want to watch the young indie, indie series. Yeah, um, 
let me ask you this you, you know more about stocks than i do is it time to sell netflix is it time to sell netflix uh i actually have no idea where they're at right now oh, i understand okay. though they were they weren't i thought they weren't doing too hot to begin with but this kind of news can't be good for them no not at all you can't hold a thousand shares of netflix and find out they're gonna lose 25 percent or one quarter of their their subscribers well after. that's what i was wondering that that movie that came out triple frontier with uh ben affleck and uh Isaac, whatever his name is. I mean, the guy from Game of Thrones. I was like, Isaac. yeah, I was like, whoa, like what? I mean, it, to me, it was like, gosh, I think Netflix is trying to go all in right now. You know, like get these quality or let's say well-known actors doing original stuff. I mean, it was it was shocking. I, don't know if Netflix, I think I think that's the situation where people like a studio makes a movie and then Netflix is like, well, don't put it out in theaters. We guarantee you 50 million or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll give you 50 million. And they're like, all right, well, it costs us 20 to make it. We're guaranteed 30 million. We don't know how to do it in the theater, so let's sell it to Netflix. Yeah. You know, so. Have you seen yeah, Triple Frontier? I did. I liked it. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Language. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I ben Affleck it. Was in there. yeah, it was good. Yeah. That's the thing about Netflix. Every once in a while, they'll come across something really, like that Mindhunter is about the uh, FBI profilers uh-huh. from the 70s. That's a great show. Um, oh, cool. A lot of their shows are really, really good, though. Yeah. Like their early stuff was good. Yeah. But, but how, yeah, how can know. these streaming services keep up? I mean, who can possibly pay for each individual, like for NBC, Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu? You know, I mean, it's Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it everybody's really got something. It's, it's, yeah. it's, well, yeah. I don't know, but God help Netflix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Quick it. Alan, shortly after Endgame came out, there was a theory, quote-unquote theory, going around in one of the last scenes where Peter is reunited with Ned in, in school. Yeah. In the background, people were swearing up and down they saw the actor, who Ben Mendelsohn, I think it is, who played the lead scroll in Captain Marvel. And he was also oh, in I heard uh, Rogue that. One. Yeah. So there's, you know, he, he looked, you know, it was in the background, it was just a guy uh, you were you're to assume as a faculty member of the school. And right, everybody right. was swearing up and down that, oh, that was the actor Ben Mendelsohn. That means the scrolls. You know, they're setting up secret invasion. And the rumor was going to be wild for quite a – well, since the movie came out. But the writers addressed it and said – basically said, we wish we were that smart. <laughs> they're like, no, we didn't put him in there. It's, it's not the actor. Or, mm. Now, that's not to say that future directors or writers won't retcon that and say, yes, that was – because it's so blurry, you can never tell. Right. You know, or with this technology, you could take Ben Mendelsohn's face and put it on the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but as of now, that is not a scroll. That is not the lead scroll dude that flew off at the end of Captain Marvel. Okay. Good so, to know. People really, really, really want Secret Invasion to be the next big thing. <laughs> Do you? I kind of like the theory of Kang because um, the Avengers. The time, time. Yeah. There was also, um, what was the other theory? I forgot the other one. Uh, I just think I don't know that they do Galactus again or even I mean, I love this. I, I would like it. To, I think Secret of Age would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Galactus is it's too big of a they did. They went big and cosmic. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can do that twice in a row. Right. And and how do you do Secret- Galactus to make yeah. it believable? Yeah. 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 That's the thing, too. And I think Secret of Age would be a good one, too, because you kind of get the heroes to distrust each other because mm-hmm. now they're look, now they're united they're a team they just you know they defeated Thanos as a team so they're going to be 
all hey buddy you know like like that 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 awesome team that gets along and all you have to break them up you have to put the marvel universe in disarray and what else can sow the seeds of distrust and shape changers so it's a way of going galactic without you know because you're, you're still dealing with aliens and stuff but you're dealing with them on earth right it's not a universal yeah. threat yeah and i think a lot of cool things can come out of that i think they need to set up i don't know how but they need to take an established hero and make him a bad guy Captain Marvel. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. They with have that. to do that. Um, yeah. I think it would be great. I think a, the heel, you know, if we learned anything from wrestling and Ron and Fez, the heel turn is the best thing ever. <laughs> you know, when you get a good guy to turn bad, that's right. awesome. Because we've had how many bad guys? You know, Winter Soldier, you know, turn good, and you know, you just need that one bad guy that gets. I mean, one good guy that gets pushed to the edge. Probably going to be Iron Fist. Stop making fun of me, guys. <laughs> I can act. I can fight. I swear. <laughs> Swear, swear, swear to me. No, um, <laughs> so I think that'd be a good idea. And you could do that with Secret Invasion. You could get someone to do a heel turn. Yeah, with Secret Invasion. You know, maybe someone falls in love with a maybe some maybe Hawkeye's wife turns out to be a scroll. He he still loves her, so he's got to become a bad guy. Hmm. Oh, Who do you think uh, could be a scroll? Like seriously, like if you had to pick a major character that's still left in this next phase of the Marvel. Movies. We're talking about a hero, or yeah, a hero. It would have to be a hero. It wouldn't be Captain Marvel because she's supposed to be the face of the next phase, right? Right. You right. still, you know, you know, would be good. What would be good is if Falcon's a scroll. What? But he, but he 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 rejects the scroll life because of his friendship with Cap, and you know how Cap made him feel a sense of responsibility and stuff like that. So he re- he rejects being part of the invasion. You know what I mean? Right. That would be pretty cool, but someone that would be a scroll and follow through with it, huh? Let me see. Um, scroll, which probably War Machine. I think they would do it to War Machine. Yeah, right. they'd make him. Yeah, and then you'd have to have one of the Guardians, probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably Nebula. They'd make it. Oh, well, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, if they do it, I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, what do you think they're gonna? You think they're doing a secret invasion, or you think they're doing Kang? I, I think if 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 I had a guess, I think it's secret invasion. Or else, why would you introduce scrolls? Yeah, but they're also introducing the multiverse. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's a little too complex, I think, for the non-comic book reader. Maybe. Yeah, that's true too. I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know where. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where. Yeah, no, right. I don't know where they're going with it. But my thing is, like, I don't know if they do two big galaxy things in a row with with Galactus. You know what I mean? Galactus is too big. You know, I even read this thing. Uh, Feige was on Reddit, and they was talking about like you know the next phases and stuff. And he still commits to the new Fox acquisitions is still not part of the Marvel universe in the near future. It's like, wow, that's so bizarre that. Well, you, you would table that. Well, I read that they, they really planned five years ahead. Yeah. He goes, we plan beyond that, but we, we, re- we really map out five years, he said. So I think he had this five years mapped out before the Fox, Fox acquisition. Sure, that's possible. So he, he might be, I mean, we might see little egg credit things alluding to X-Men and Fantastic Four. Sure. Because they could do that, you know, they could do that like wrap the filming or whatever. Yeah. But I don't, I think, I think, it, yeah, I mean, I know, and I'm the one that said they'd be crazy to keep them on the shelves for five years. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, maybe it takes us long to develop stories and stuff like this, you know, and to figure out how they're going to do it. And who's going to run it now? You remember, the Russos are gone, so who's the new, 
he's the lone you know gatekeeper right now for the Marvel Universe. Who who are the next guys to step up? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Uh, is it James Gunn? Oh, fuck, <laughs> dude, I literally almost cursed you out. <laughs> <laughs> he's part of Disney, you know. <laughs> mm. No, but think about Taika with Titi maybe and James Gunn. Like, who do you? Uh, Favreau is still associated with them, I think, but he, I don't think he wants to direct anymore when he can sit back and just get cash. Well, see, that's out the him. thing, though. I, I think, like, uh, I don't think people realize the magnitude that the Russo brothers had on the success of the second half of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know? Right. I mean, it's like you and I both said, like, there's, there's a definite line before Russo's and after Russo's. And when these guys mm-hmm. not on board anymore, do you still get the same quality vibe that, that they've been having? Uh, and I, I don't think you can, you know. I don't think you well, just they, put in a good name and say, "Hey, go, we're gonna, you make a good movie." And they've had good directors before, but the right. vibe was very different when the Russo brothers came on. Well, they had they directed four movies, and those four movies are in the top five of the best Avengers of, of best MCU movies. Yeah, they have, uh, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. They yeah. directed all. I mean, those are sprawling epics. Those four movies. Yeah, and I don't like. Are there current? That's what I mean. Are there current directors? It's not going to be the Captain Marvel directors because it's weird. We we talked about this on the past week. I couldn't tell you who directed Spider Man, and I couldn't tell you who directed Captain Marvel. I can tell you who directed pretty much every other movie. Yeah, and there's a reason for that because I don't know because I guess the director maybe didn't have as much to do with the success that they did that the other directors had. You know? Yeah, because Taika Waititi is definitely responsible for Thor Ragnarok. Oh, uh, I mean, definitely. And talk about like yeah. refreshing it and and making his movies like watchable. Right. And Ryan oh, Coogler I mean, not was, watchable, was, but like it, it was extremely entertaining. Right. And and Ryan Coogler was responsible for Black Panther and yeah. so on and so forth. So I, I don't know who steps up, I, or maybe it's new directors, or I could see them giving Taika and and James Gunn and maybe Ryan Coogler more power to move away from there. Hey, whatever happened Which, to those guys that did the Matrix? The Wachowski? yeah, what do they do? Well, they're well. First of all, they're not the guys anymore. They're the girls. They they uh, transitioned to women. Both of Both them. Both of them. Yeah. Oh, um, my apologies. Lana, Lana, and Lily. I think their, their names are now. Okay. Well, they did Jupiter Ascending. They done. They did Speed Racer, Jupiter Ascending. Their last few movies did not do well at all. Yeah. All right, never mind. Um, so I don't know what's <laughs> going on with the cast. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they're. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, look, I don't, I don't, I don't, my finger's not on the pulse of um, young Hollywood, so I have no idea who the up-and-coming directors are. So, yeah, I'd like to see Spielberg. Clint Eastwood doing like a Logan, that, that'd be sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real sick. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, we have a, someone big passed away. Tim Conway dies at 85. Uh, I love Tim Conway. Uh, I, I, we were talking about it at work this morning. Someone said, oh, yeah, from Mikhail's Navy. I'm like, what? <laughs> was, wow, was that Mikhail's Navy? I guess so. I mean, I, I'm, I think you and I are both too young for that one. But yeah. Carol, Bur- Carol Burnett show, I loved him on. The guy's freaking he was hilarious. so funny. Yeah, him and Harvey Corman, those two are just nuts. If, if, you, nuts. If, if you're too young to know the Carol Burnett show, go on YouTube and find clips of the Carol Burnett show. It's one of the funniest. Oh, my God. It's, it was a kind of sketch show, I guess, a variety show. A variety show, yeah. Leave you in stitches. 
Absolutely. It was hilarious. Yeah. It was, yeah. And he was so funny. And, and talk about like he was a comedian amongst comedians and they would they couldn't his own comedians on the show couldn't keep keep it together when he's on screen like on TV and stuff. I mean, they're just losing their minds when Tim's on on the screen. I mean, especially Car- Harvey Corman. I mean, that guy that guy's always breaking character every time. But it's 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 so infectious. Look it up. Yeah, like Jonathan said, look up look him up Car- Carol Burnett show. He has a lot of funny funny skits and uh yeah. Um, it's it's sad, but yeah, he, he, yeah. he's gone. Carol Burnett's still around, isn't she? She's still around. I think Harvey Corman passed away, though, didn't he? Oh, maybe so. Yeah. And Vicky Lawrence is still around. La Wagner is still around. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome stuff. I, yeah, I want to have some breaking news. Oh, break it. This is uh, fresh off the wire as of 8.47 p.m. Eastern time. Robert Pattinson, best known for uh, the Twilight Saga. Yeah. We'll be playing the Batman for Matt Reeves in the next Batman movie. Uh, we say that again. What? Robert Pattinson, who played the main vampire in Twilight. That's what I thought you said. Is the new Batman. That guy? Uh, reading from Variety. He's going from sex symbol to bat symbol. Sources tell Variety that Robert Pattinson is in negotiation to play the Batman in Matt Reeves' forthcoming superhero film, which is steered as June 25th, 2021. While sources say it's not a, yet a done deal, Pattinson is the top choice and it's expected to close shortly. Warner Brothers has no comment. Oh, because that's true. They're they're doing like a, like a young... Yeah, a young one. Oh, wow. Boy, I can't see it. He's 32. All right. Um, he was in Twilight. He, I'll tell you what, he was... He was in one of the Harry Potter movies, and he was good in that. So, will he be good at Batman? I don't know. I just know. I, I, like, I'm the season twenty movies. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck to him. Wow. Yeah. So excited we had to do real breaking news. <laughs> wow. That was that was exciting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, that's the new Batman. I'm sure we'll be talking when the official announcement is made. I'm sure we'll discuss it some more. Mm, look at that. Yeah, I'm sure the geek world is going nuts right now. <laughs> yeah. Look at you! Just sent me a picture of this guy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, he looks like a. He looks like you should give him a quarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you. Like he's watching my window at the, at the oh, light. Stop. Right. He does. He looks. No. Right. Click the link. There's an even worse picture of him in the link. Really? The link. Yeah. Right, let me see. Let's scroll down. You'll see. Yeah, it. All right. So Jonathan sent me a link to Variety.com. Wow. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think he did wash my windshield. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So right. well, good. He's got a job. It's awesome. Yeah. That's what he needs more money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, let's uh, end the breaking news. Right. Back to our regularly scheduled quick hit. All right. Alan, two big series are ending this week. Uh, first, after a twelve-year run, a show that as many people love it as hate it, The Big Bang Theory is ending Thursday. Uh, May 16th, 17th. For 16th. goods? For goods. It's over, Johnny. Oh. Um, I thought it was yeah, over. 12 seasons of no character growth. They're all still nerds. They all still dress like they did 12 years ago, even though they're all close to 40. They're all married to hot women. Oh. So you know it's fiction. Um, <laughs> it's finally over. Yeah, depending on when you're listening to our show, it's probably over already. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, so 12 years, big, big theories over. You ever watch the show? Uh, no. I, I've tried. You know, it's a show that I thought I should like, and one of my good friends is like, "No, you got it. You'd, you'd love it." And I've tried, and I tried, and I don't know. I don't. I don't gravitate towards it for some reason. 
Well, I'll tell you what it is. If you go on YouTube and, and Google Big Bang Theory without the laugh track, they are so mean to each other. Oh, okay. It's like, because the, the jokes are just mean jokes, mm. and they're so and it's, they're so mean to each other. And and Sheldon, even though I guess he, he's got some, he's on the spectrum somewhere. Yeah. Even though he's a genius, he just comes off the worst because you know he has no social concept on how to be you know polite and stuff like that. Mm. So he comes off awful. But they all they're supposed to be friends, and they all just just bag on each other constantly. And it's, it's also got that weird thing without the last track. It's got that weird thing where I guess when you act on the sitcom, they train you to kind of pause after jokes so that oh, you know sure. give, give the audience time to laugh. Yeah. So so the conversations without the laugh track really seem unnatural. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, it can so be. So that show is basically everyone just insulting each other. It feels like it, yeah. yeah. And I watch I watched almost every episode, and I couldn't tell you what one was about. Uh, and I don't know if I ever laughed at it. I just know I watched it from the beginning, and I don't know why I kept watching it. Oh, okay. But so actually, I think I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give it up now. Oh. I'm not going to watch the last episode. No, that's stupid. <laughs> of course I'm going to watch it. No, I'm not saying I don't care. Uh, I don't care. I was, done, I was done with the show at least five years ago, probably. Uh, okay, I, I just kept watching it. Yeah. Because, like I said, there's no character growth. They're all. I mean, Sheldon, you know, he learns to socialize a little better, I guess. But even the pretty girl that married the geek still makes fun of him. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's like, but you married him. <laughs> like, Weird. All right, whatever. Yeah, so that's ending after 12 years, but it's a huge show. It's the number one sitcom. It makes tons of money. Number yeah. one sitcom? Yeah, it's been number one on TV for years. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Dude, this thing was beating the no office No one talks out. about it. Dude, Wait, it, weren't they this? canceled at one point? Never. Huh. They were the number one show. I think they was beating the office out when the office was on. Wow. Yes, this is a very... Beloved comedy, dude, and it, it's it's on like nine different channels, syndicated. Okay. I mean, the money these, these cast members are bringing in just through syndication alone is ridiculous. They're never gonna have to work again. Yeah. So anyway, that's yeah, that's ending. And then uh, Game of Thrones is fi- is showing its final episode this Sunday, May nineteen nineteen. I'm on HBO. It's getting killed in reviews. Well, at least by the fans this year. Uh, this season, this last season, people are not happy with how the episodes are going. They're not happy how how uh, like some every of the episode character- or, or just the direction. Every of the- ep- every episode, they, they they feel like a lot of characters aren't giving their just like you really understand how good the show is. The show is really good with with character arcs and and all this and storytelling, all that, and it seems like. It, it, they had two years to put this. It's a first of all, it's a short season, it's six episodes. Uh, and they had two years to put it together. So people I think people are expecting a lot better writing and stuff out of this. And, and just a lot of people just don't like where some of their characters, you know, a lot of characters are dying. A lot of characters are acting out of character. Hmm. Uh, you know, they're making their 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 character arc is that they turned in different ways. So a lot of people just aren't happy with it. Um, I, you know, look, I watched. I love the show. I love the show. It's well, not, maybe it's they're not just not happy thing. because they know the series is going to end, and they're just trying to wrap up all these little storylines. Yeah, well, I think that's the th- I think that's the pressure of, of the creators that they put a lot of pressure on themselves to wrap up all the storylines. I just don't think they're doing it. I, I don't think they're great episodes. I mean, I don't think they're good Game of Thrones episodes because mm. this show consistent quality every year on the show, and you can see a definite drop. And and it is because the last two seasons because I think they were rushing because they I think they gave an end. Of, I think HBO would have been happy to give them a couple more seasons, but they told HBO a few years ago, "Now we're going to stop at eight. 
And and once once they gave it's kind of what happened with Lost too because Lost those guys told ABC we're done at six I think it was right and they kind of you could tell in the last couple maybe last season and a half they rushed through a lot of things because they felt like they had to resolve a lot of plot points and I think last season seven season seven wasn't wasn't awful but it wasn't up to the standards of the previous six seasons and season eight there's a lot of. There's a lot of I. I mean, I don't. I'm not crazy. I'm not going nuts about the show like everyone. A lot of people are, but I can see the flaws in this season, and and it could have been better. Okay, I have a question for you. Now I'm getting a little worried. This season eight, these are the same writers that have been writing Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, yeah, they've sprinkled throughout. They've written episodes throughout. Are these the same guys that's taken over Star Wars? Yup. Huh. Yeah. Okay. But it might be different that. because they, they're not plotting out a whole eight seasons. If they if they're mm. plotting out a trilogy, then hopefully they'll know how to. All right. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So goodbye to two classic shows. Okay. Well, one classic show and one. Yeah. Gotcha. I'll let you decide which is which. <laughs> okay. Quick it. Uh, Jonathan, David Gorlake. Does he sound familiar to you? Oh yeah, David Gorlake. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, David is just a fan of Stanley. He started a petition. He started a petition to build a Stanley statue in his hometown in Manhattan. Uh, nice. Yeah, Stanley was born in 19, oh, I'm sorry, 1922, December 28th in Manhattan. Uh, and uh, that's where I guess Stanley kind of grew up and started off the Marvel Universe before he moved into L.A. If you go to change.org, uh, they're looking to get 150,000 signatures, and they're already currently at 102,733,000 signatures. Uh, they're getting there, yeah. Very, very interesting. Wow. That's uh, awesome. I don't know where they'd put it. I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Where? Central Park. Yeah, I can see that. Because they already have statues of like creative people in there, don't they? Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty sure they do. Doesn't, doesn't John Lennon have a statue? Does he? In Strawberry Fields? Oh, I don't know. All right. It's not like you and I live 10 minutes from New York or most of our life. <laughs> That we would go to the city and know these things. <laughs> yeah. No, I just had a con- same conversation this morning with this person I was talking to. I was like, yeah, so many things on the East Coast that I just didn't bother going to. And now yeah. that I'm here, I really want to go to them. Did you ever go to Statue of Liberty? Well, yeah. I mean, he did that as a kid. That's a field trip. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Too. Yeah, we, we did Anyway. Yeah, I think I think like Lewis Carroll has a statue. You know, Alice in Wonderland. I think, I think quite a few creative people have statues and okay. I think they're in Central Park so yeah give them a nice spot in Central Park so people can put old comic books at, this, at, this, at the base of the statue and you know just have a say Excelsior <laughs> change.org Jonathan ha, ha, has that like have you heard any other news stories with that uh, yeah going along with that and our previous story about <laughs> the end of Game of Thrones Alan people are so upset like so upset at how Game of Thrones is ending that someone started a change.org petition asking HBO to remake, throw out this season eight, this whole entire season eight, hire better writers and rewrite a whole season of Game of Thrones and film a whole new season of Game of Thrones that would replace the current season eight and be the true ending of Game of Thrones. It's asking for, I think it was 500,000. No, it's got more than that. They're asking for a million signatures. They're currently at 669,822 signatures, 25 signatures. It keeps changing. So, yeah, they might get a million. A million people are so mad at this. 
Remake Game of Thrones Season 8 with competent writers. So go to change.org while you're there. Sign the Stanley <laughs> Fund. <laughs> go look up the Remake Game of Thrones Season 8 with competent writers. Change.org petition and add your name to it if you think they need to happen. Uh, David Beninoff and D.B. Weiss have proven themselves to be woefully incompetent writers wow. when they have no source materials, i.e. the books, to fall back on. Oh, my the God. The series deserves a final season that makes sense. Subvert my expectations and make it happen, HBO. Wow. You know what's another thing? Subvert my expectations. I never heard that phrase until The Last Jedi. <laughs> now, now you can't. Now it's everywhere. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and funny. I'll tell you what. This makes sense because – when they were following the early seasons of Game of Thrones, they were using the books to work off of to write their scripts. Yeah. Once they once the show got past where the books are, because he's still writing the books. Yeah. The show took a dip. Wow. And he's absolutely right about that. Wow. Yeah. So they won't do it. There's no way HBO will do this. Oh, boy. You know what it cost them to remake, like try to get all the actors back together? Well, I thought season eight, didn't they take like two years to write this? This this yes. season? Huh. Yes, two years oh, to write boy. and film it. Right. Like this is an exercise of futility. I don't care if you get a well, if you get a billion signatures, they'll probably do it. But <laughs> right. It, uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't make money sense to HBO to do it. And they wouldn't. I don't know. I'd, I'd be shocked. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so if you're in the petition signing mood, there's two you might two geek related ones you can go and put your name on and be forever in the government's database, which is why I don't sign petitions <laughs> or do DNA and or do DNA tests. I don't know why people do that. Yeah, that's nuts. That's crazy. No, don't, don't spit in a cup and send it to some company. Right? Because you want because you think you're one sixteenth Navajo. <laughs> <laughs> some people want to know. Yeah, all right, I went off on a little rant there. All right, quick it. <laughs> Alan, the new Twilight Zone series by Jordan Peele came out. I've watched it. It's it's not the it's not very good to be honest with you. Okay. But they're going to release all the episodes in black and white because it's Twilight Zone, uh, and we know your daughter doesn't want to watch it because black and white. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they're going to release it in May thirtieth, so you can go on CBS All Access and watch. The new Twilight Zone episodes in black and white starting May 30th. Hey, we need to see, what are they called, the Nielsen ratings on how these streaming services are doing compared to, you know, traditional television, you know? Uh, they don't have Nielsen ratings, though. That's the thing about streaming services. Mm. And they don't report them. Netflix never reports their numbers. It's nuts. Yeah. They're allowed to do it. All right. Fine. All right. Good. Okay. Do it. Alan. What? Jumanji 2, more Jumanji-er. <laughs> title in my head. Uh, it's, it wrapped filming. Both The Rock and Kevin Hart put out Instagram videos at the end of filming, you know, announcing it. It's due out December 13th of this year, 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. December 13th. When does Star Wars come out? Is it Ooh. after that? Sure. I'm sure not going head-to-head. Wow. No, I don't know. Dive Jumanji beat Star Wars. Would it be the 20th, though? It could be, because Jumanji held strong, really strong after its initial release. Remember that? Yeah, it had, it had longevity, yeah. Yeah. All right, whatever. All right. Well, yeah. Good. good. Uh, I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, I liked, I liked part one. I didn't watch it more than once, so December 20th is the next week. Wow. Later, yeah. Well, that's pretty gutsy there. Yeah, well, they're, I'm, I'm, they're probably hoping to make all their money first weekend. Hmm. Mm. All right. Okay. Oh, Alan, the teaser for Watchmen, which is going to be a series on HBO, was released. 
It definitely takes place after the events of the comic book. I think there's a female Rorschach or, or a bunch of Rorschachs. It's, you know, it's a tease, so you can't really see a lot. You have Jeremy Irons playing an older Ozymandias. Yeah, it looks interesting. It looks it looks like an HBO show, which is good because I tend to I tend to like the HBO shows. Premiering didn't say, didn't give a date, but premiering this year, this fall, this fall on Hubbo. HBO. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You gonna watch it? You have HBO? No. Ew. Okay. Ain't gonna stop me though. <laughs> Uh-oh. Are you gonna accidentally walk into it? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, quick it. Quick it. Oh, remember we were talking about why dizzy? This is how this is this is the intense amount of research that you and I do. You kept wondering, why, kept wondering why why Disney was pulling was putting all their Marvel all these Marvel shows on Hulu and pulling pulling shows off on of Netflix. Yeah. Well, apparently, and which was probably known to many people for a long time, Disney has controlling shares of Hulu. I know. You know? Do you realize that? I think your cousin Kevin was listening to the show, and he's yeah. like answering all of our mistakes. He's like, oh, was duh. He? Disney owns who? I'm like, oh, I guess that's why. <laughs> this is hilarious. Thanks, cousin Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Disney uh, Comcast on this is reading from CNN Business. Comcast on Tuesday agreed to sell its ownership stake in the streaming ser- streaming video service to Disney. So they're actually picking up more shares from Comcast. The sale won't happen for at least another five years, but Disney will take full operational control of Hulu right now. The deal has decided how much streaming video has changed in the last few Why did Disney need Hulu, though? They're having Disney+. Plus. Hulu was at one time a joint venture between several media titans, Disney, 21st Century Fox, Comcast, NBC Universal, and Time Warner. Mm. None of these companies had majority control. Now Hulu is effectively a Disney product. Wow, Disney really has taken over, dude. Seriously. Yeah. The company became a majority stakeholder in the streaming video service. I have to close the deal for most of Fox assets. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I bet. What, what if they just disintegrate it and make it Disney Plus? <laughs> Disney has already made clear that Hulu will be a critical part of its streaming strategy. When the company debuted its Disney Plus service for investors last month, it also spoke at length about the future of Hulu, which has more adult programming like The Handmaid's Tale. Editor's note, fantastic show. Watch it if you can. Yeah, so Disney's taking over... Uh, Hulu, but Hulu's beefing up its original content offerings. Earlier this month, the streaming service showed off a slate of upcoming programming between the dropout and the series about rise and fall of the Randall CEO, Elizabeth Holmes. It's also worked on two new live-action Marvel series, Ghost Rider and Hellstrom. So there you go. Okay. All right. Uh, wait, what else? Hulu carries a lot of NBC shows, including Saturday Night Live, The Voice, and The Good Place. Comcast has agreed with Hulu to extend the service license of NBC Universal content through late 2024. All right, so Disney's taking over the world. Um, we're literally about five years away from being required to get Mickey Mouse tattoos. <laughs> right. Yeah, and paying in Disney dollars or whatever that's called at Disneyland. That's nuts. All right. Quick hit. All right, super quick hits. The Star Wars films we talked about last week will officially be the Game of Thrones guys' movies and not Ryan Johnson's. Disney still says Ryan Johnson's making his, but it ain't coming out before 2026, so whatevs. Okay. Okay. Black Mirror Season 5 will premiere on Netflix. Three episodes on June the 5th. Three episodes? What's up with that? Yeah, but they're they're like movie-like. One will star Anthony Mackie, who plays the Falcon, and one will have Miss Miley Cyrus. DC Animated debuted the trailer. Uh, quick it. DC Animated debuted the trailer for Batman Hush. A great story 
from a few years ago with art by Jim Lee, not the animated show, the, the, the comic book story, about Hush, the villain Hush, and go on YouTube and watch the trailer for DC Animated Hush. Looks great. Uh, mm. Debuting the summer. Quick hit. It Chapter 2 trailer drop. Scary as F. I will not be seeing it. <laughs> uh, so good, good on you if you're going to see it. Uh, the Orville is renewed for season three. The Orville, for many of the Star Trek fans I've spoken to, is a more true to to Roddenberry's dream of a, of a Star Trek show than the current Star Trek shows have been. So they tend to like the Orville a lot. So they are getting a season three on Fox. Uh, quick hit. Right. Captain Marvel Skip will be it. premiering May 28th on digital <laughs> and on DVD on June 11th. So whatever with that information. <laughs> and finally, Alan, Ghost Recon Breakpoint was announced and will be available on PC, PS4, and Xbox One beginning October the 4th. Screw Ghost Recon. Oh, sick, sick of him. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe they learned from their mistakes, dude. Fighting words, dude. You don't think so? You're not gonna look at it. You're not gonna try it. Nope. Nope. <gasps> they did me dirty wow. with Wildlands, so screw them. Wow. Uh-huh. All, right. All right. Mm. All right, Alan. Thus ends quick hits, and thus ends another episode of The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off, and this is Jonathan saying, "You stay classy wherever you are." Peace. Peace.